Hey everyone, and welcome to The Seed. We are changing over to a new podcast show that is more reflective of where I am in life. Ironically, The Seed was planted by every guest that I had on my Homes and Hops podcast. So listen in, subscribe, and comment on my new monthly podcast, The Seed, which stems from Dandelion Discussions, all about women empowerment, entrepreneurship, and objectives that are often planted in us. Our guest stories are here to inspire, educate, and most importantly, to let you know you are not alone. Hey everyone, Lisa Resnick with Dandelion Discussions. I am here with Kristen Biggs. Say hey. Hey y'all, how y'all doing? So Kristen is an author, motivational speaker, Um, She's written the book, Release and Unleash, which is absolutely phenomenal. And that's basically what you motivate people and speak. And besides that, she doesn't do that. She's also a business owner. And what do you own? Yeah, I own um, my own properties, my own trucking company. Yeah, so yeah, she's busy. She's a busy girl. And where do you live? I stay in North Carolina right now. You like it there? I do. It's yeah. It's, it's a little bit more humid than though than Ohio, right? Yeah, yeah. But my my toddler loves it, so it makes me feel a little better. Okay, yeah. so I met Kristen in the bathroom at a restaurant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and let me tell you, like she just has such a beautiful personality. When you just look at you, like your smile, your oh, eyes, you. everything about you is just so beautiful that you open people up to come to you and start talking. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> and so there we were in the bathroom. And then I think about 20 minutes later, all of yes. our friends tried to come find us. We were with another one of one of our now friends, Kelly Catullo. Yes. And that's how we met you. Mm-hmm. And since then, we've been wrapped up together, yes. haven't we? Yes, I love y'all. Y'all so sweet. <laughs> so Kristen is just such an amazing person. And I think that... You have learned a lot. Absolutely. In a very short period of time. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So um, let's talk about your book. So I read your book and you asked me to give you my honest opinion about it. Yes, What I thought. Yes. And I thought it was beautiful from the beginning to the end. Really? I, I, you know, so just a quick backstory. Okay. So Kristen... Lost her husband, the love of her life. Yes. Um, and her son. Mm-hmm. And that's where Release and Unleash come from. Well, kind of Release and Unleash through grief, it came from me losing my husband first. Okay. So I wrote the book to try to see how I can help somebody else get through just life, grief, and just sometimes we lose ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's grief as well. So sometimes you don't have to lose someone to due to death. That's right. You know, you put that in your book. Yeah. You said death doesn't have to be the absence of a person mm-hmm. passing away. Yeah. It could be through divorce, miscarriage, depression, mm-hmm. when we lose ourselves going through things in life, that's grief and we don't know. Like so sometimes if you if you find yourself crying or just going through something you're like, "Hold on, what's going on?" We that's grieving ourselves. Sometimes we grieve ourselves. So, I like to put that out there that the book is not just if you lost someone due to death. This book is a self-healing book and a self-care book to bring yourself to know that that when you go through life and when you go through anything, 
you know, you have to be dedicated to yourself and regain that self-love because that's the most important thing. Even when you're going through trials, losing a job, we have to mm-hmm. you know, regain our self-love. And I like how you sectioned it off. Do you? Of like the beginning to the end. Yeah. Um, I won't say my absolute favorite part until later on, okay. but but you do. You start you start off with with the grief that you went through. Mm-hmm. So, which I love because it is relatable. Mm-hmm. I mean, anybody who has lost someone, anybody who's lost anything could relate to what you're going through. Yes, ma'am. So then you focus on, it's time to pay attention to yourself and bringing about that self-love. Yeah, that's most important. I swear, anything you're going through in life. And even, it's crazy because like I said, I lost my husband July 14th, 2019. That was three days before our son's 15th birthday. So it's like, when you have children, even when you don't have children, I try to tell people it's still important that we, you know, we focus on ourselves, you know, because we have somebody in our life that we care about. Right. And yes. in order to give them the, the the love that they need and the attention, we have to be able to be, you know, complete to a sense, you know. Yes. So when I wrote the book, that that was a part of helping me like releasing. I'm always trying to figure out ways when I'm going through life, how I could release so that I could become a better person. And that's unleashing the greatness in me were you this way beforehand yeah so before I, before any of this ever happened i had my own candle company so okay uh, yeah so i've been uh, you're you're a serial yeah, entrepreneur so, yeah yeah so I, I i made my own candles soy candles like it was like very very popular gifts from a virgo so i'm a virgo it That's was like awesome. a, gift, a gift from me so like kind of i kind of like put that to the side now that everything i'm going through and just trying to focus on, you know, something bigger, you know, like yep. helping people. So um, the book, like I said, is is really just a part of releasing. So once I start writing my thoughts down, my best friend, India, that you met. Who she, also <laughs> is amazing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She's so dope. Her story her. is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Like you surround yourself by people of perseverance and strength. Yeah, and it's important that you do that because if I surrounded myself with people that are, you know, just all the time, so I'm already sad, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I wake up every day, I go to sleep every day, yeah. I'm during the day, I mean, mentally, that's how I feel on the inside. I'm, yep. You know, I'm hurting every day. So if I'm surrounding myself with that, imagine how that's gonna make me feel just, you know, displaying that, you know? Oh my goodness. After all that, I'm the one. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but it's just important that, you know, we surround ourselves with positivity, with love and genuineness, you know, because a lot of people aren't genuine. And when you feel that, yep. that kind of changes your energy, too. It does. So that's why I always uh, do my best with displaying love and, and being my authentic self. I tell that's people, right. this is who I am, you know. And, and, love me. Take me or leave me. It's Either okay. Either way I go, I'm going to be okay. It's you know? okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what, that's that's what, how that book came about because India was like, listen, you should write it and help somebody. And I was like, well, if I can help somebody, you know. And with, when I put the book out, it was so many people that were messaging me like, I just lost my husband. I just lost my wife. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you that's know, right. And it make you feel like you're like, hold on. Somebody, you know, telling me their story. And it's like, it make you see like, you're not the only one that's going yep. through life. And then there's somebody that lost, you know what I mean? Like 
somebody like I lost this this person this person yep. back you know so it's just it's just it opens your eyes to and it allows you to just see like you know we all in this together for real you know that's true we're not alone and we are all in this together to a sense yeah and you mentioned um grief and the impact on our bodies and you mentioned how your son yeah he had this he kept getting sick and I'm like like Rashad, he was so healthy. Like, yep. I mean, he played every sport, ran track, football. But once his father passed, like, he kept getting sick and then his bones. And I'm like, okay, you're not really sick. Like, you're not trying to go to practice. <laughs> like, like, so I took him to the hospital. And he, he had something that affected, like, his bones or something. I can't even remember the word. It's a doctor word, you know? Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> One I get of it. those words that you can't. I wouldn't be able to pronounce it anyway. <laughs> yeah. And I, was, I looked it up. But then once I started um, researching, grief affects your mental. It affects your health. You know, it could increase your blood pressure. It can increase, you know, just certain right. things. And then sometimes we don't take care of ourselves. That's And right. that's going to affect us. So I, I, I'm like... This is grief. You're really like my son was really like. I mean, I'll grieve. He, we all grieve differently. Yes. But I always try to like keep my head held high and like I don't like you breathe. Know, yeah. And he'll see me crying. He's like, "Mom, that really hurts me seeing you like this." Yep. So I'm like trying to put my, you know, my mom, like you know, like I'm, I'm okay, you know, because you know it, it affects the kids a lot, you know. It and does. I did my best to just try to show him that we're gonna we, we have to elevate and we have to grow through this and we're gonna get through this. But it affected him in a huge, huge way, and I can imagine, you know. Yep. And it's right around his birthday, you know. So oh, that's wow. how, yeah, three days before, like I said, that's and right. then yeah, and then that's when I put the journal out. Because I'm like, okay, with the release and unleash, I'll give you tools to, you know, implement in your daily life. But I was like, when I opened up my journal, it's blank. Yeah. So when I wrote my journal, I actually have your journal on the car as well. <laughs> but I said, Oh, you have Kelly's. I have mine oh, with me. <laughs> okay. Well, Kelly's. Yeah. So I'm going to give it to you though. But I felt like when I open a journal, it's blank. I'm like, what can I write about? So yep. my journal, is, it actually asks questions like what's affecting you most right now? Right. You know, in your life. Write it down, like release this. And I you love that, that you did that because a lot of times when people, they know that writing a journal is therapeutic and it is helpful for you. Yeah. But people have a hard time starting the conversation. Yes. And it how do how do how do you open up Pandora's box, if you will, and start releasing everything that you have inside you mm. and do it in such a vulnerable way? And having those questions to help spark mm -hmm. the writing is really important. And that's what I thought when I was, I'm like, because I'm like, when I'm writing, I can't figure, I'm like, I don't know what to write about. I'm confused. I don't know. For you somebody know? who's saying that they have a hard time writing, you did a pretty damn no, good I'm job. No, I'm saying like a journal. Thank you so much. Thank you. But the journaling, you know, like... I write to my son now. I write to my husband still. I yep. even started a whole thing called Kristen. So I'm writing my oh wow. Thoughts. But I write to them all the time. Like uh, that's how I started with releasing. I'm writing. I'm writing to him, telling him like, man, I'm messed up right now. Like I yep. can't believe you left me. Yep. So I write to them and I write to my son. Like I just wrote to him last night. Like I just really can't believe you're gone. You know. Yeah. So it's it's just all part of releasing. And like I tell people, I'm very aware of what happened in my life, but I'm still in disbelief. Like yeah. I just cannot believe it. You know. Oh, I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where Release and Unleash Through Grief, my book, came about. And then how I met you when I was telling you about mm -hmm. my parent programs, like two years after my husband passed away, my son just was murdered. So yep. that was the day after his birth. My son turned 17, July 17th, and they shot him July 18th. They pronounced him gone July 19th. So it's a whole week of just turmoil in my life. Oh, yeah. Now, like, you know, like, have to go through 
the 14th and the 17th, my son about to be, would have been 18 yep. in less than a month, you know, well, almost a month because it's not the 17th yet, but it's just hard, you know, life is hard. Yeah. <laughs> so people look at me, they're I like, know. you don't look like what you're going through. I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm supposed to look like because it's I never know. happened, but um, yeah, I, mentally is hurt. I'm hurting. <laughs> there, there's this whole thing and, and you're right. Like, so I'm going to say like the end part that I love so much is that you made the note smile is a smile is contagious. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you're going through the grieving process, people need to understand that it is okay to laugh. Mm-hmm. It's okay to smile. Yes. Like just because we lost somebody so significant in our lives doesn't mean that we have to give up on the day that we're in right now. If anything, we should appreciate it so much more. Show gratitude. I, I thank God every day. I, I'm like, God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Because I'm like, I got through another day without my son, without my husband. You know, I couldn't even, I, I really can't even imagine like yeah. living without them. And it's yeah. like, you actually have to live without them. It's really hard for me. But people that see me, they don't think that, you know, people sometimes are like, they don't think because I don't show it. Like, I'm like, I'm not the type of woman to come to Facebook or social media and oh, cry. Oh, I agree. You know? I agree. I kind of like, I'm the type of woman, I want to come to social media and say, hey, pick your head up today. You know? That's right. So I just want to uplift people. I don't want people, because I know it's going to make them sad. I don't even really get on social media as much anymore. So many memories. So when I get on Facebook, I kind of, if I have to, I close my eyes and swipe up so I don't have to see <laughs> the memory. You know, because then I feel like I got to share them. And, you know, if I see them in my memories, and that's going to make somebody sad too, you know. And before my son passed. Or make someone smile. It could, but it make me sad. I so know. I'm like, you somebody will, might see it and You be like, will oh, get to that person, point. You know? I truly do believe that you'll get to that point where, yes, there, there'll be that sadness about it, yeah. but it'll also, like, that memory mm-hmm. will make you smile. I yeah, really I do. I think of my son's smile, and I've, I smile and stuff like that, but it's, like I said, it's, yeah, it's, it's all, yeah, it's, it hasn't even been a year. Yeah. And before my son passed away, we were just talking because it was the two-year mark of my husband passing, and I was just asking, I'm like, how are you mentally, you know, how, you know. It took me 15 years to go to my father's grave, so really? I get it. I yeah, get I don't it. go to my son's. Yeah, I don't at all. Like, people try to send me, show me, I'm like, Don, nope. I don't see it. Nope. Like, it's hard. Like, it I, is very like, hard. I'm like, I, I, I'm, it's hard. There are those that have the ability to go to the grave sites, mm-hmm. clean up the grave sites. They'll do it on every holiday and stuff like that. My, my mom is very good with that with her parents yeah, and my every mom. my grandparents and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I am not. My mom goes to my son's grave site like probably two to three times a day. I'm like, like, yeah. mom, you might want to go like to some grief support or something mm-hmm. because, you know, like she, you know, like I, I every if I could just hear she crying. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna call you right back, mom, because I know she's probably there. So yeah. it's just like. We all have our ways of dealing with grief and yes. grieving. And like I tell people all the time, I'm like, I don't, I, I can't even say, it's hard to say graduation. You know, I had to pick out some graduation cards and it was like, I'm crying because yeah. I see son. Like, you know, I'm like, this is just crazy. And it's not that you're not happy yeah, I'm, for everyone I'm else. so happy and proud of everybody, but, but it's, it's just so hard for me. Yes. You're allowed to be sad it's for yourself. It's fresh. Like I can see if it was like 10 years from now, but it's like not even a year. And this was yeah. what we were talking about on the 14th of last year, July 14th. Like, I'm like, man, Sean, I got to get you your senior pictures. Yep. And, you know, I'm like, you know, and he like, man, mom, I, I'm done posting about like, you know, my dad and stuff like that. He like, cause it just make me, and I'll say, you know what? I'm done with it too. You know, I'm like, let's just, you know, 
basically not saying that we're forgetting them, but it's like, it'd be, it's hurtful for him to see. It was hurtful for me, but it's like, we were doing it just to show, you know, and it's like, I don't have to prove anything to anyone no. and you don't either shoddy. And then three days, four days later, my son is just taken from me just like that. And I'm like, so it's like, it's kind of like, I remember our last conversation and I know how that made him feel. So it's like, I, I'm not going to post them every day. I, if you know me, you know, I'm yep. hurt about my husband. I'm hurt about my yep. son. So it's kind of like, if I got to prove to you that I got to post him to show that I love him, exactly. and then you don't know me. <laughs> uh, no, but you're right. And in all honesty, not to, to diss social media, because yeah. a lot of what I do is also social no, me media. Too. But exactly. Yeah, I love it. But, you know? but that's not... If you look at all your friends, mm-hmm. how many of them are absolutely the people that you text, call, yeah. see mm-hmm. on even a monthly basis? Right, right. Who are the ones that you actually do the text message, happy birthday, yeah. ver- or phone call versus the Facebook post? Right, right. Like yeah. those are the ones that that know you. Mm-hmm. They don't need to see it there. Yeah. They know you. They oh, know yeah. what you're going through. Oh, yeah. And, and, and a lot of people... In my city, they know me, you know, and yep. I, I, get, I get a lot of love and support and I'm truly appreciative, you know, yep. I just, you know, like I say, I'm just, I stay away. Like right now I'm here. I don't even have my social media on my phone. So when I go out of town or anything, I don't even have it on my main phone. It's on my old phone, be, you know, and it's because sometimes you just yep. need that break. Yes. You especially know? now. So much sadness. You get on Facebook, yep. you're going to get sad sometimes by seeing. I didn't even know. Like, it's just so much you see. So much opinion. Sadness. So much sadness. Yeah. And you just want to be like, where are the pretty little pictures? That's what I want to see. What are, what are the, where are the funny memes? Yeah. <laughs> Show me yeah. a funny meme. Because it can alter your mental state and it can yep. alter your energy. So sometimes we have to give social media a break. Sometimes we have to give our friends a break. Yep. You know? Sometimes, you know. And you mentioned that too in your book. And which I, like, I am... I am very much, and I said this to you before, like your circle are phenomenal people, strong. They they have goals set before them. They're focused. They know how to fun, have fun. <laughs> that doesn't mean you're not fun, but yeah. like you're very, you're very close with the group that you have around you. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned in that book, and I couldn't, I could not agree more because one of my, one of my whole mantras to people is pay attention to who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, and we, we try to teach our kids and if there is toxic toxicity Mm -hmm. that comes into your life, it is okay to let that go. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have a hard time. I tell people all the time, I ask God to do two things, reveal so I can remove. Mm-hmm. Once it's revealed, I don't question it. They like yep. you could just let this person go. Shadi used to say, "Ma, I seem like you keep the scissors in your hand mm-hmm. because as soon as you, I don't, I don't need that in my life. If I have to question it, then and you gotta go. It's and okay. It is okay, and it's you're not wishing them any ill will. You're, there's not any bridge burning happening. Nothing like that. You want the best for them, but they're not the best for you. Yeah, and it's okay. But we have to, we have to uh, put that in our minds to yep. understand that that's a healthy boundary. To yep. let go of things that's not for us anymore. And it doesn't matter what, who, or, you know what I'm saying? It's okay. It took me a while to figure that out with people because I always want to help. Yeah, me too. Like, I want I want to fix it. I want to fix things for people. Yes. Um, so it took me a while, but I, I've gotten much better mm-hmm. at them being revealed. And so then I can let them go. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that doesn't mean that I'm not there to help people, but right. you know the difference yeah. between those that like need you yeah. and will flourish and mm-hmm. go on and just need you to talk to, and that's yeah. it. 
They're not there to take you down. They're not trying to bring you to the level that they're at. Mm -hmm. So there's such a difference between those people, the ones that can't get out of their own head, that utilize their depression, utilize their grief as that blanket that they just don't want to let go. Exactly. And that's what I tell people all the time. I say, I'm at the point in my life, I'm only helping those who want the help. Yep. I can't allow anybody and people don't understand. They'll say, they'll try to make you like the bad person. Oh, she did this. But no, because it comes, it's a thin line. Like how is a thin mm-hmm. line between love and hate? It's a thin line between helping and, and being used or yep. just, you know, being taken advantage. Even at yep. this point in my life, people will still take advantage. And it's like, I'm going through something too. But yep. you feel like, you know, yours is bigger than mine when I would love to help you, but you don't want it. So I'm not going to overstep my help. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's a boundary with it. Yeah. One clue is when you have that friend or that person in your life that, that you listen, mm-hmm. they ask for help and you give suggestion upon suggestion upon suggestion. And all they have in response is an excuse, mm-hmm. an excuse, an excuse of why they can't do yeah. something. Those are the people that you let go it just happened to me and I said I let it go I said yeah no like oh but this but you don't know like I know listen I just had to every time somebody say something I'm like listen when my husband passed I had to move the landlord was not who you know he perceived to be you know Mm -hmm. I had to relocate you know Oh, now wow. my son just moved. I mean, passed away I just had to relocate like my life has changed My, my my husband was murdered my first cousin was murdered the year after that, and then my Holy son. Cow. So you know, everybody I just spoke to, you know what I mean? Yep. Like literally. So it's like when you tell and I don't and I tell people all the time, I'm not even trying to compare pains. I'm not trying to even I don't even want no no um no oh yep. I feel bad for you. I don't even want no pity party for me. No. Nope. You understand? So when somebody try to come to me and they like, but you don't understand no, I very well understand. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you have to help yourself. I can't help you if you don't want to help yourself. It's so true. And I'm I not agree. about to be used at this point in my life. And I I'm agree. okay with I'm okay with that too. If you feel that, oh, you're not no, I'm just not doing it. I agree. And I'm okay with that. I agree. I'm okay being a bad person sometimes. It, it is okay. And sometimes <laughs> even though I'm not really, but, but you perceive me to be that way. But okay I also think sometimes when you do that for those people that have a tendency to take. Mm-hmm. And that's what yeah. it is. They take yeah. and they take. There's like their their energy suckers. Yeah. Um that I think that when you do that and you eliminate the energy that they have the ability to take, eventually yeah. they need to figure this out on their own. That's what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's like, I, I can't do it anymore. I'm good. It's like, no, like I, I don't need it in my life and I'm okay with it. I don't care yep. if I've known you my whole life. I'm okay with it. Now, with this being said, mm-hmm. Kristen still helps out people yes. <laughs> way beyond just her circle of friends. So just a few weeks ago, you were up at Cheney High School yes. in Youngstown. Mm-hmm. And um, there you assembled. I mean, there was a great crowd of people there. Yeah. yeah. And then you had the media there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And you had India there. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get to stay to the end and we had to leave during India talking about financing and passive income Mm -hmm. which I like sat through and I'm a real estate agent I'm a real estate broker and still at the same time I need to tell myself 
about having passive income. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when you're in it too much, you're like, yeah. whoa, I don't want to. You know, as, a, yeah. as an owner. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's worth it. It's yeah. so worth it. Yeah, it is. And I love the reasoning why. Mm-hmm. That I think that, um, A, like India had touched on money and our perception of money and how we are raised and how we make money. Mm-hmm. And um, for me too, it's like that guilt at factor mm-hmm. of making money. Okay. Like trying to get over that of being like, well, I don't want to be that person because money's bad because I've seen people with money be bad. Yeah. Um. So I try to overcome that portion. So okay. I have that whole side of me that is like, money bad people who have money back could be bad with the whole aspect of my like wanting to help yeah yeah and trying to find that balance between the two of being like it's okay for me to make money yeah and help people at Mm -hmm. the same time so how did you guys come up with this programming that that you do offer um are we the first area that you that you touched and spread the wealth? Yeah, yeah. So uh, how this program came about was me losing my son. Mm-hmm. So I see how badly the community, a lot of times we just don't know that there's resources out there. So a true. Lot of these, even these uh, the adults, these young scholars, they're killing because of what they don't know. Well, we're not taught it. We're not. So that's why we're trying, I'm trying to create, I created this program so we can unlearn some things so that we can learn the correct things to save a kid, to save a parent, to save a parent, to save a kid. Mm-hmm. So this program is, it's a parent enrichment program under Release and Unleash. But pretty much I just was like, what can I do? How can I help somebody? You know, even if I help one person and save one family, that to me is an accomplishment alone. That's huge. You know, so pretty much I figured financial and mental, those are two things what a lot of people are either fighting about, killing about. So created this so that we can bring awareness to the community, to the parents, and to the young scholars. Yep. Yeah, so that's how that became, that. that's how the program came about. So India is a wealth educator. Dominique is a mental health educator. Me, I speak, you know, my life story. And so pretty much if somebody can't understand, like, hey, I need my kid, you know, by, after I'm done, then. But you're or, connecting, yeah. like those. Yeah, and making so- those connections, basically having a parent understand, like, hey, and bringing the parents together so that if they see somebody else's kid, like, it's okay to contact me to let me know. Oh, yeah. I just seen your son or your daughter doing this or that. Oh, wrap them so out. it was all about really connecting with parents, too. So that, that we whole, could, it yeah. takes a village. Yes. And it takes a village. Even with those parents, shoot, it, it, these parents have to come together is what mm-hmm. I wanted people to know. Like, I sh- like I tell people all the time, my son shouldn't have been murdered. I'm the parent that you could come to like, hey, it's a problem going on with your yep. son and my son. My son should have, your, that person, child shouldn't, now he is in jail. Now my son is gone. But if we could have came together, like, Hey, what's up? What's going on? It can, it could have been resolved. I know that that's frustrating. So now I'm trying to get like these parents beyond. together. And that's, this is the reason for the program. So now, you know, this parent and this parent. So now when you see this child, uh, you could call this parent and save your child. Cause when you're going to incarceration and when you're in the ground, it's a lose lose. It is, you know. So that I come from a family, you know, like when you grew up, mm-hmm. 
Did you grow up in a family or an environment that if you were doing something wrong or if you were at a party or something like that, your parents were called? Yes. Same thing. I I was a little off the hook as a kid, you know? Same thing. I remember thinking I was super cool that I was at this senior party as a freshman. Lo and behold, I didn't know the parents at the at the senior house called my mom (laughs) to say, hey, we got Lisa. Don't worry. We're watching over her. See, see. And that's that's what we need. We do. We need that. And it's so bad that social media is not is bad enough that social media, these kids could get back in when we were younger, we couldn't just get on social media and see anything right now. They could get on social media and see killings. They could see uh, people being raped on a a train. You know, it's just so so, too much. Yeah. So I just wanted to create that program to help uh, to help the community, to bring those resources, to let people know, like, your kids don't have to be in the streets selling drugs. You can actually get an extra line of credit so that you can pay your bills so that your kids don't have to feel like they mm-hmm. got to go to the streets to help you. Yep. You know, I'm the mom that I don't want my kid in the streets. I want my son to know he has to get, which he had a job since he was 14. You know, so it's basically it's just about just bringing out awareness. And we actually um, sponsored a car to a parent, which the parents, um, the parent, his her son got a full ride to college. So now he have a full free car to ride to college. Yeah. So it was it was phenomenal. And I'm, I'm really grateful for, you know, the schools to open up, you know, their schools to me. Yep. You know, they were all for it, you know? So how often do you plan on traveling to do this? All the time. I actually just got a contract with the summer, um, with the school, the high schools to do a summer bridge program for the, um, for the young scholars now. So That's smart. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be, uh, India and I and Dominique, I'm bringing them back, you know, so That's that we perfect. can uh, speak to the young scholars about, you know, financial literacy and mental health. I think it needs to be started in grade school. Yeah. Especially like the, the social media portion Mm -hmm. of it. Um, my niece in New York Mm -hmm. in pre-K Wow, public schools in pre-K, like their public school system starts teaching kids social media and starts educating them clearly like each level depending on their age, but like starts teaching them about privacy, Mm. um, and social media etiquette teaches them about bullying and the repercussions that they could receive from from bullying. I don't think these kids realize out there that there could be a criminal charge out there for them if they do social media bullying. I don't think they understand that. I I know that they don't. Like, it's just so bad. There was an incident in a a school locally that there was a girl – uh, not the most popular kid. I wasn't popular either, right. which I'm fine with that. But, <laughs> but um, they took a picture of her while she was changing in the locker room. And then they sent it around via Snapchat. Well, that's child porn. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that kid got hit up with child pornography charges. See? Even if you're underage, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So was the other person that you just bullied. But kids don't know. They they think, hey, no problem, no harm, no foul. It's Snapchat. But there's always somebody who's going to do a screenshot. Mm -hmm. Like they don't they don't understand the repercussions and how that could then set forth their future going forward. Mm -hmm. I do I do wish we would start doing that in schools. Yeah, and that's maybe that's what we're doing. Like um, Dominique 
she spoke on social media bullying. She spoke mm-hmm. on just bullying alone. She spoke on suicide. Mm-hmm. She spoke on just all different trauma, you know. So that's her. That's what what she spoke on through uh, throughout the sessions. And we're gonna bring her back for this uh, for these sessions for the school. I'm gonna speak to them. Five days out the week. Oh, wow. It's going to be for like a week. It's just a summer bridge pro, like a summer bridge program. Okay. Like I said, she so she's going to touch bases on that too, because a lot of times, like you say, we don't know, mm-hmm. and that's why I wanted to bring awareness to the parents first. I was about to say because the pa- parents don't know. That's why. That's why the parents. I I speak to young scholars about gun violence awareness and things like that at the high schools. But when I said that, I said let me start with the parents because it starts from home. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times the parents don't even realize they can't. They don't. You don't see mental health as a like you can look at me and say oh she's perfectly fine oh, you know? I know I could look at you and and somebody might you know we we don't know what it looks like what what it looked like what it's supposed to look like I let should me, say let me ask you this because like what you just said mm-hmm. like you look at me you think everything's fine mm-hmm. and you know that people look at you and think everything mm-hmm. is fine doesn't that give you a whole other perspective when you look at everyone else? That's what I'm saying. So that's why it's needed for these programs so that we can bring awareness. Like mental health does not look like what yep. you, you think it looked like. Grief does not look like yep. what you think it looked like. You know, you look at me, oh, you're not grieving no more. You're just on social media. You're good. No, I'm I, grieving. I'm, I'm. Anytime somebody <laughs> says, well, they seem so happy. Yeah. Everything looks so perfect. The perception as, versus as, reality. As, exactly. I was like, you have no idea what happens behind closed yes, doors. Never make true. assumptions about a life Never. that you don't live. Never. And that's one of the four agreements. You know, be impeccable yep. to your word. Don't make assumptions. Yep. You know, and it's so easy for us to do that. But that's why I wanted the program so that people could see what mental health is. Mm -hmm. And also so that if they see their kids or something or recognize something within themselves as a parent so that when they feel something coming along, that affects your child. You know, so when they're going through something or depression or, you know, schizophrenia, just any type of mental disorder that affects the kid and the kid that sometimes make the kid want to go out and kill somebody. Yep. So basically bringing the awareness so that when a parent look at their children, they could be like, hey, maybe you let's get a counseling session. That's why I wanted that program or with the financial, like, oh, I didn't know I could, it's that easy to get a credit card so that I could help provide for my children a yep. little better. You know, so it was, that's, that's what it's all about. And I'm so happy. I, like I said, I got the call today that they're going to, I have one school so far and um, I want to do Monday through Friday and I'm going to basically bring awareness to the kids now, to the, these young scholars and help them too. Like it's yes. all about helping everybody. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty soon you'll have your whole entire corporation where you'll be training other people to go out into the field doing exactly what you're starting at this moment. Oh, I just know speaking it. Speaking it into existence. That's that manifestation. That's right. Yes. Manifesting <laughs> that right now. She said it first. <laughs> I already know it's going to happen. Yeah, it will. It will. It will. Because it it's, it's a good thing. Positive. Just like negativity spreads, positive it does too. Karma goes both ways, good and bad. It goes around. So you're a really good public speaker. Emma, thank you. So did that come next? Na- so was that natural for you? Because I'm a horrible public speaker. <laughs> I guess it does. I guess when it's in you, it's in you. You know how yeah. they say what's for you is for you? Yes. Because I don't practice, you know, so it's just, but I've always been very vocal. Always. Well, that I have been. Really? Yeah, <laughs> oh, so I yeah. can speak whenever. If somebody, you know, I'm nervous though. 
People you are like, can't, you do not look nervous. I'm you like, can't I'm even tell. I, I'm always nervous when I first start, but it's just like I say, it's just it's who I am, and and I feel like this is my purpose. Do you feel like it helps you out because it's not about you? It's mm-hmm. about what you can give them. Yeah. That's why I always say that they're there for a need from you. And does that help you out? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It it does. It really, really does. It helps me to see somebody when they come up to me like this just really helped me. That always helps me. You know, like I say, when somebody read a book, like I really got something from this or I received from you from you speaking today that allowed me to see that this, this X, Y, and Z. That helps me. That really, honestly, and when I see these young scholars, when they come up to me and say, Miss Kristen, I needed to hear this. Mm-hmm. I want to bring somebody next week. Or that really is accomplishment. And that really, really, like, just does something to my soul, honestly. Like, what I'm going through, this type of stuff that I'm doing, helping people and seeing that, you know, giving back always been something good for, always did something for yep. me. And that's why I love giving back and I love helping people. I've always been like this my whole life, you know, kids. And that's always been a passion for me. I always speak to kids. I'm always on a kid's yeah. back. Like, hold on, what you doing? <laughs> you know, I, you know, but you have to. Yeah, they know I don't play. Like, especially yeah. like my kids, my stepkids, my little cousins. Mm-hmm. They know they like if Kristen. So that's always good because they have that in the back of their mind. That's you right. Know? I always spoke to my son. It's good to parent your kids. Yeah, even my little cousins. You don't have everything. to be best friends. Listen, I always tell people I was a cool parent, but I was not that cool parent. Exactly. I'm going to travel with my kid. I'm going to let them see the world. I'm going to do what I have to do as have a parent. Have open conversations. Yes, but they know I'm not that cool parent. Exactly. Say, oh, you could smoke. You could do this. They they no. know. When they come to me, they, they be like, oh, we can't do this over Christmas. Huh? <laughs> Speaking of smoking, I'm going to mention drinking. Okay. One of my favorite things is when India called you a maverick. And, and I missed it. Uh, yes, you did. You totally missed it. You were, you were, I don't know. Trying you were to get Ahmad. Yeah. I were, was like, I came back. I'm like, what happened? They was like, she was talking about you. I'm like, Ahmad's oh, her youngest. Yes, so, yes, yes, but, um, so yes. So she called you a maverick and that is the focus that you have is beyond the normal mm. and how you don't allow the toxins, not just people, but Kristen doesn't drink. She doesn't smoke. She is focused on on health and wellness. It is well, okay. So you're, you're I like a better say, woman than I. Well, no, 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 no. So it's not that I listen. I like to correct people because, like, that's why when I uh, after she said, I said, let me just clear this up. It's not that I don't drink. Now I did drink socially. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I smoke hookah sometimes. Okay. Okay. Um, like if I go out, but no, I don't drink at this moment and I never like was no smoker or anything yep. like that. Never really was a big drinker, but I do drink socially. socially. Did. But when this happened, to, when, when my husband passed and I took some shots and a little bit too many shots of alcohol, I didn't like what it did to me. And then my son had to see me, you know, intoxicated and I'm very honest and transparent. So I don't you know, no. but okay. So that's what happened. And my son had to give me like, what happened to her? You know, I'm like, yeah. I'm on shot. And you know, so I knew at that moment, yeah, it's not for me. So when this just happened to my son, India, you know, she was drinking and she was like, Cal, you don't want to shut? She like, like, how did you function? Like, how can you even, you know? And I said, well, you know, the thing about it is if I drink, 
I know I'm going to have another drink because I know what I'm going through, right? Yep. So I don't want anything to weaken my mind to, to where I'm already. I'm already weak. I'm at my weakest point right now in my life, even right now as I talk to you. Yep. If I drink, it's going to take me to a different state of mind. So why do that to my mental, right? And I'm not judging anybody who does it at all. So, but I, me, I don't. So when you say like she don't drink, it's not that I it, don't. I choose not to at this point where I'm at mentally. But it, but that is such a, a mark of maturity. Because how old are you? I'm 35. You're 35. Yeah. So when I lost my father, I was in my early 20s, mm. and I did do that. Yeah. Like I went down the drunken stupor of any time I went out with my friends, it wasn't just one shot. It was more and more yeah. and more until I had just became, got to a point of where I'm like crying. I'm angry because yeah. somebody else still has their father mm-hmm. and they made a comment about their father. Yeah. So now I'm defending that man that I probably don't even know. Yeah. And then, like, and, then <laughs> and then it just, but it took me a lot longer of a time to understand yeah. that when you are in that mental state and you do things like drink or yeah. find other avenues as your escape out, mm-hmm. you're not escaping anything because no. you still wake up with you. You still come back and wake up and still feel what you're going to feel. Everything is still around so, yeah. you the same way. I like to just feel and be full um basically full of what I'm going through, fully aware. And I know that when I drink, it does not do well. I don't do well with it. Yep. Like I have a low tolerance. So like I said, I know where it will take me mentally. Yep. So I just, I choose not to do anything that's going to allow me to be more out of my element. Yes. Than how I feel. So when people don't see me drink now, they should know it's because I'm mentally not okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because because I did learn from that 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 it did bring me down a path that was was not good. I'm very blessed to still have my friends today that were there when my father passed away Mm -hmm. because I gave them every single reason to cut me out. Yeah. And and that's how you know who's genuine, who Mm -hmm. truly loves you. You know what I mean? When you're going through something and when they take, if somebody, when you're going through something and I'm talking to y'all today, if you're going through something and and even somebody who has to endure Mm -hmm. some type of meanness from you, you know, if they love you, they'll understand. Like, she's not like, you know what I mean? She's really not at her place right now mentally. You know what I mean? So if they still there with you, that's how you know who's your genuine and who yep. really has your best interest. Because I went through that with losing my husband and losing my son just recently. You, I mean, you will be surprised, but it is okay. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, some people do well in their misery. Me, I don't want to be there. I, I'm, you know what I mean? I, no, don't, I don't. You know what I'm trying to say? I didn't do well either. But if your friends are still there, they really loved you and they understood that yeah. this is not the Lisa. You know what I'm saying? But she's going through something. So we're going to get through it with her. My friends sat with me every day yep. when they got that phone call. Both, like both times, you know, even when my cousin just was murdered, they they came there, you know, and especially with Shadi. Like I felt like Job in the Bible besides he lost way more than me. And that make you realize like, well, I do still have a mod. So I always say, but God. And then I say, but a mod, yeah. you know, because Ahmad really, he's really my reason for being here because I'm like, if I did not have him, because I'm like, if I do something to myself, because you you have those thoughts, I'm going to be, like I said, I'm very transparent. Yeah. 
you don't want to live without your child. You don't want to live without your husband. Like I, I lost both of them. And I grew up with Big Rashad from, from 12 to 32. Yep. You know, and then shoddy from 17 to 34. So you don't want to live with, I, it's hard waking up every day without them. And then my son is like, I don't want to live without him. I'm just yeah. going to be on. I, right now, as I'm speaking, yep. when I speak to people, when I'm doing my due diligence, I do not want to live without him. Yeah. I don't. And But I look at my four-year-old. I say, now, if I do something to me, he don't have his father or his brother, his in-home family anymore. And then if I go, he don't have anybody. Exactly. So it, it, I say, but God, but Ahmad too. Yeah. That's, I'm telling you, that's, that's probably the only, that little string that's holding you. That's it. That's him. I think that anybody out there who can have any empathy at all should understand exactly what you just said. I mean, mm-hmm. As a mother, like mm. even just the thought, yeah, you you just immediately shut it down because you you just don't want to go on with it. No, you really don't. I remember talking to Little Shy because after his father passed, so we talk about death a lot. And stuff. I'm like, something happened to you. I'm a goner. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I'm a goner. I'm, I'm just telling you. Yeah. Know what I mean, you don't even. I don't need. It's hard. <laughs> it, it is, is so very hard. hard for me every single day of my life, every second of my life. You know, just. Just getting the strength. So that's why I thank God a lot, you know, and I read my devotionals. And and I think writing know. those letters, mm-hmm. it's oh, just. I write them in, in my notes, like all the time. Like my husband, or if I, anytime I dream of them, I write to them like, hey, you came to me. You know, you don't even want to wake up out of your dream because you want your dream to really be your reality. Yep. I, I, I really cherish every dream because that's the only way I can see them. You know, I told um I told my husband, I was like, listen, if you pass away. Can you be cremated so then I can still take you around with me wherever I go? He's like, babe, that's not the image that you want to portray. Yeah, yeah, I cremated my son right before my son passed. I was telling him like, if anything happened to me, and I'm like, I want to be, I want to be cremated. Do you? Oh, I do. Oh, see, I, I did, I did want to be cremated because I wanted to mix me and my my husband ashes together so we yeah. could be together. So I told Shadi that I said, listen. If anything happened to me, mix me and your dad together so we could be together. Yeah. And so he said, but then when my son passed, I said, well, I buried, I, I buried some ashes so basically they could be together. Oh, but I still got yeah. some left over. So when I go, then we'll all be together. So I had to, it's crazy how, like, I was talking to my grandmother. She was like, yeah, they was asking me, do I uh, have, uh, I, said, I, I said, well, grandma, here's the thing. The one thing we know is guaranteed is death, right? Yep. I said, just get it together. Yep. Like I said, just get everything together. I said, because now guess what? Now that my son passed, I had to go put um, put money down on plots for me and Ahmad. Oh, yeah. You know how hard that is? Because yeah. the fact that I got to, I want to make sure that I'm next to my son and my husband now. Yep. It's hard. That stuff is hard, but it's the reality of it. Like you yep. have to do this. I agree. You have to. Or you could be like my mom who purchased us plots like when I was like 11. See, but that's smart. <laughs> she, but that's, which are expensive, by the way. Right, they are. Like, but holy it's smart, cow. Though, but it's smart. You know, like my mom, she has everything. She's like, listen, when, you, like, when I go, I don't want, you oh, know, yeah. you don't have, she, I'm pretty sure her whole funeral is planned out. Like, she don't want, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's smart. We, we're, we fear it. But it, it's something that we just have to come to realization. Like we have to. Get oh, listen, I'm sick. I have my songs that I want played. 
you know what? I didn't take it up. But that's good though. You know what? You're like, I'm going out in staff. Y'all not messing up nothing. I'm, I'm going from everybody making them like break down and cry <laughs> to them, them partying. Like those are the see? two. But then they, but see, and then they like, you know, then it, you like, I, I cherish basically like when people go, I want it to be exactly how they want it. Yep. I like to honor people's wishes, you know? Yep. So that's good that you did that. That's very mature. Why, thank you very much. You're welcome. I also told my kids that they're going to be scattering my ashes all over the world. So I will be everywhere at Take the same time. Take a pinch here when you go. I'll be like, I'm, I'll be like the four corners, you know, <laughs> in the States. I'll be everywhere at the same time. You know, the, um, that one man who uh, cooked on a steak and he sprinkled his uh, his little seasoning. That's how they're going to be okay. with your ashes. Like, <laughs> Everybody will have a piece of me. <laughs> the world will know Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna be like, what's that on me? <laughs> that's good. Hey, you're gonna be everywhere. <laughs> exactly. Why not? Nothing wrong with it. Everybody has their way of impacting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There you have it. So are you gonna still write another book? That's what somebody just asked me. Like, so what you gonna you're gonna I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like you have a lot more that you can you can write about and give. Listen, my story, it runs deeper than any ocean. I'm not going to lie. I used to tell people, like, I feel like I live like a 90-year-old woman. Like, you know what I mean? That live through everything. Yeah. Like, whew, my story, ooh, they, it could be a movie. No knee replacements. Man, <laughs> minus the knee replacements. Listen, I'm going to be like Meg Thee Stallion when I'm 90. You're still yeah. on my knees. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I... I I probably will. I probably because I'm writing a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot to it's, it's a lot that needs to be said and it's a lot that needs to be heard. Do you ever read back the letters that you've written? No. Yeah. I don't. It's crazy because before my husband passed in our marriage, like I had like a a kind of toxic marriage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I say, I'm transparent. I always got to throw that out there. Yeah. So we had our little, you know, and I would be writing. I had already was writing about my marriage. You know, sometimes I didn't want to tell, you know, call your friends with a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. When you get married, they say, oh, yeah. And I was calling them anyway. But before I was writing, you know, so that's kind of how I even started back writing. It went from, you know, um, notes from a broken wife to notes to a broken widow. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm writing to my son. It's like a broken hearted mom. You know what yep. I mean? So it's just, it's it's just crazy how life takes you, you know, it like does. different levels of broken, you know? And I, I, like, I always think that we get to these and I know they always say, um, God doesn't give you what you cannot yeah. With, handle. What yeah. You can handle. Yeah. Uh, which quite honestly, I do not like that saying at all because I don't like to believe that God ever gives us negativity. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's not what, what God, God doesn't give us what we can't handle. Mm -hmm. God is there for us with the things that we can't handle. Mm, I like that. I like that. I I mean, that's truly how I, that's how I look at it. Like I, I, in my mind, my God in my mind would never, ever take some love away, take kindness away. He would just never do that. Right. But that's why I always tell people when they be like, God, it was, I'm like, no, well, here's the thing. When my husband was murdered, I did, I was mad at God. I'm like, what the heck is going on? You know, then when it just happened to my son, like I said, my cousin was murdered. I'm like, like, what's going on? Like, then my son, I I said, you know what? I had to understand. Like when somebody was like, you know, God took him. I'm like, God didn't. God did not. That's what I said. The devil worked just as hard as God. You know, like he, you know, the devil, he, it's a, it's a, it's a battle. You yep. know, so I said, Amen. God didn't, but God going to take care of him. You understand? So the devil, he plays his part too. 
So I'm not, that's I didn't true. go in mad at God. And I think that's why I'm able to, you know, come out a little different because when we go in angry, you know, it, it takes a lot from you, you know, and it I does. still have my faith. I still have hope, you know, and I still pray to God like to get me through it and things and, and things like that, because every day is a struggle for me. Every single day, every second, I'm talking to you and I'm still thinking of shawty. You know? Oh, yeah. And then I can't think about one without thinking about the other. So I write to one and I'm like, dang, y'all really just left me? You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, it, it, and they both got the same name. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, it's right around the same time. Yeah. Then my husband, his birthday on Valentine's Day. You know, so it's a lot of a lot of dates that plays. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, my son, Ahmad, his name is Ahmad Rashad. So it's like, I can't even escape the Rashads. And then on top of that, I call him Marty Shoddy. You know, yeah. so there's a lot of things that's just like, I'm like, you know what? God, oh man. But, you know, like I say, the devil worked just as hard. The devil, he plays that part that want to destroy, you know, everything in you. That want to yeah. bring you down and be like, you know what? There's no real God. And, that's right. You know, like I say, I'm real spiritual, you know, and I'm starting to go to church to hear positive words and things yep. like that. But like I say, at the end of the day, the devil, he works just as hard. I heard um, someone asked somebody else once about like their, them being spiritual. Mm-hmm. Like how do they, how do they envision who God is? Mm-hmm. And um, her response was um, that the spirit of the God that you worship is the God that you need. And, and you can create in your vision. She's like, I wake up every day. And I say my prayer to God Mm -hmm. and I ask God to give me what, what I need for that day. Indeed. And, and I do like, I, I do from like, I hate that saying God doesn't give you anything that you can't handle. Like, I hate that. I Mm. hate that. That's not, God doesn't do that. That is like I never thought about the devil. I always try to forget about the devil. <laughs> no, seriously, I feel like I'm like it's devil in the flesh is all around here. Yeah, it's devil in the fleshes. And like when my son, when my husband was murdered, my son was like, they didn't take my dad's spirit though because the energy never dies. Yeah, gotta go. It has to go somewhere. I agree. So that's why I say my son's spirit still it still yes. lingers. My husband's spirit still lingers. You know, it's just. Like I said, I'm like, if I could just see them in a spiritual form, like as a ghost on a movie, ghost, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was telling them, I'm like, why can't I just see you like this? <laughs> I, would just, I, I, I would be a little bit okay because I could see him walking with me. Yep. Even though I know he's with me, but I'm like, I just want to see y'all just in spirit, like just like on ghost. So you could be like, and I could just. Would you ever do the tarot card yes, or whatever? I do. I actually, yes, yes. I, I do. See, here's the thing. If you gotta believe in something, I wanna believe in good, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you gotta, if you wanna just feel like you're gonna see them, like you gotta believe in something. Like I'm like, at this point, like I was like, I'm gonna, I'll take some shrooms. And you know, I don't do anything. I'm like, that's awesome. Listen, if I gotta take some shrooms to be, hallucinate to see you, have you seen, I'm gonna do it. Have you ever, um, have you ever watched Goop on Netflix with Gwyneth Paltrow? So, Gwen, no. so, what's it, what is it called? Uh, speaking of shrooms, so basically they give you psychedelics. Uh-huh. And they do it in a controlled setting uh-huh. that you can like, like psychologically be able to go through whatever you need to go through visions, whatever it may be in a controlled legalized setting. Uh-huh. 
I might be trying it. <laughs> <laughs> and it happens to be like in some sort of like vacation resort because, you know, it's Gwyneth Paltrow. So why would it be any place else right, other than right. some sort of tropical place? Yeah. But like, <laughs> So it's the crazy thing. Like I, uh, it'd be a year and then it'd be three years. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually trying to take a mod in me to like a spiritual, because he's real connected. Like yeah. he meditates, he does. So I'm like, I'm taking him too. But I was yep. like, I have to bring somebody else because I'm going I'm to connect. Yep. One way or another. Like yep. I'm going I did the readings. I had all of that. Like when um I like to go to tarot card readings. Really? Too. Yeah. yeah. I, listen, I got those done. Um after because I'm like, I need to know something. Like, hey, tell me you love me or something. I need to hear yes. something. Yes. <laughs> Help me. Yeah. Please. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, like y'all ain't y'all just didn't just leave me like this. So yeah. I say that to say, like, I'm 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 the mama and I'm the wife, the widow, however word, but I'm that person that's going to do anything to, to feel them. Hell I need, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm probably going to take it that. I mean, I might take a shroom. I'm going I'm to be honest. I might. I mean, I'm a, I'll be afraid. I'm letting y'all know this right now. I will be afraid because I'm like, uh. But to see, to be yeah. able to just get that close to them and to what, what I have to do, I don't think there's no limit to what I would, would do, do to try to just get that because I want, I just, I just want to see what I could do. Like to, you know Touch what I mean? Touch it again. Yeah, it's hard. Like yeah. I, I'm telling you, like it is. I it's hard. It's hard, man. I'm just really in disbelief, honestly. Like just my about my life. I'm like a life that people want is a life that nobody wants. For somebody who just said that, you're doing pretty extraordinary things, and you should you should know that 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 there is there is no grief like that of a husband. And there's definitely no grief like that of losing a child. But understand that there would be also a massive grief of losing you. Thank you, Lisa. I mean, that's and, why I said I'm doing my best. And, and I'm about to cry now. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's, it's true. I, it's, like I tell and, people. And, that, and that's your son. That is your friends. That is your family. That's. That's us. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's that's the connection and the yeah. touches that you make with everybody's oh, life. Thank you. So that means a lot. That does it. Like, I, that's why I pray a lot. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm like, God, just, just you know, like, use me. Yeah. If I have to be here, just, you know, I, like I say all the time, I'd rather live in my best than in my worst. Yep. Because I got to be here anyway. So I don't want to walk around all you know, ignorant and mean, like, or just miserable. Like I say, and, and, and it's, you don't utilize it as a crutch. No. And I don't want people to, when they see me, Oh, I just feel so, you know what I mean? I don't want the pity party because like I say, things is going to happen. I tell people all the time, life is going to happen. Who am I to not allow, have life happen to? You know what I mean? Yep. I'm sad about it. I'm hurt about it. I'm frustrated about it. I'm angry about it. I mean, I'm still in my, my grieving stages. Yes. You know what I mean? But like I tell people all the time, like, you still gonna have to work. You still gonna, you know what I mean? Like you still have to do things, and it's crazy because I'm like, I really gotta live a life like that. But if I have to, I want to live in my best. Yep. I don't want to be an ignorant um, person who lost it. I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, I feel like I'm like the most compassionate person who lost these. You know what I mean? Who took this these losses? But I would, I wouldn't want it no other way. Yep. Honestly. Like, I mean, and I thank God to put instill that in me, you know, and to have that type of personality. One, I'm just genuinely like a I was about to say, you are always yeah. that way. Yeah, I, I am. So I'm grateful that it's still yeah. in me. 
even though I'm going through life right now and these these trials and and and, and it is some um, you know you know the trials and tribulations but triumph does come and that's why I'm grateful for like me to even be able to write a book to help somebody to uh, to write a journal to create a program to help parents and students and to give you know so that's the blessing in it you know, if if, yep. if if it has to be a blessing, I would rather it be a blessing than a curse. You know what I mean? To For something bad to happen. I would rather a purpose come out of it than me to be in, at home miserable and sad. And I mean, I'm going to cry. My whole thing is I'm going to cry regardless. I'm going to be sad regardless. Yeah. I'm going to have depressed the days regardless. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But I would you rather. You are human. That's what I'm saying. But I would rather live a, all right, you know. And try to do my best in this community and in the world because I'm I'm yep. trying to take this nation wide. With oh it, heck yeah! Know? So before we go, which okay. thank you very much for coming. No, thank you for having me. I'm like so honored. This I'm is like, awesome. It's like <laughs> so I do have to ask you this question: okay. What song do you listen to before you're ready to ramp it up and go have fun? What song? You know what? I don't know. I don't have no... Like, what's that, like, that pump it up song that you're like, hey, I'm about to, like, head into something that I want to make sure, like, I'm pumped up. You know what? We just went to Texas. Me, T.T. India, yeah. and um, Marquise. We just went. And you know what song I love? Lifestyle by Young Thug. <laughs> I love, like, that song gave me so geek. And, and uh, we just, uh, I, every time I hear that song, because I think, I make, think it may, uh, make me think of my wedding, but... Um, I get so geeked to that song. I don't know. I really don't have no specific song. I've been kind of on some 80s and 90s type of music, though, oh. too. I'm so, uh, like, a 90s, early 2000s, 80s, you know? you got to give me one song in the 90s. One song in the 90s? Sheesh, Lise, let me see. <laughs> I mean, I'm, off, I'm, like, on some, like, on some chill. I'm telling you. Um, I've been actually on that Mary J. Oh, yeah. Yeah, reminisce. I was just vibing to her. That, um, During the Super Bowl, life. oh, I started crying when she started singing, and I don't know, maybe I'm going through menopause, <laughs> I don't know, but like I started, I started crying, and uh, my my husband goes to my one son, he's like, is she okay? Listen, I was out, I, I was out, and and we was going. Oh yeah, my my husband's <laughs> like, listen, like Mary J. Blige has such. A profound like symbol, like she is the like I love woman power Listen. symbol. And I've been off Mary lately. And yeah. you know what? Uh, my what's my song? Pick yourself up by Amanda Black and Free Minds by Tim's. When I get in the shower, like literally, I could like like my shower is like my little my bathroom is like oh, yeah. my little safe haven, my little spiritual. You know, I take my shower, like I put that on, I pray, I be like yeah. pause, I pray, I do all of that, <laughs> I, you know, scream, cry, and everything. But free minds and pick yourself up. That those two songs, oh man, I love them. I love those two songs in in this current right now in my stage right now. Those my songs. Those there two, you go. yeah, those I get hyped off of those, and it ain't even. It's just. Like, man, I, I be going. <laughs> like she's already ready to go. <laughs> yes. All right. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. And you will have to come back again. Yeah. Hey, listen, anytime I'm here, you know, I got you. And I appreciate you so much for having me. Like, that means so much to me, Lisa. Listen, you're amazing. So listen. I appreciate this. Thank oh, yeah. you. And tell them, hey, y'all, tune into my podcast. I oh, yes. am. Yeah, it's on Apple. Um Anchor, everything. Stitcher, like I think yeah. it's on that. Spotify, I know. Spotify, Spotify, that's, that's it. it. Yeah, yeah. It's called I, I have it Am on Apple. by Oh, do you? Yeah. yeah. I Am by Kristen Biggs. And then also you can grab her book. Yeah. I know it's listed on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, it's called Release and Unleash. 
through grief. Yeah, and release and unleash on paper the journal, Mm -hmm. and you can get it on my website, release and unleash dot org. It is. It will any. There is not one of us in life that have not been touched by grief. Mm. So a hundred percent get the book because it is. It you will connect. You will understand what you're going through and may make you recognize something else that you didn't realize mm. that was impacting you. Man, that means so much to so, me, Lisa. It really right. does. All right, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening in to The Seed. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, go to dandelion-inc.com and click Let's Connect. And please be sure to subscribe to The Seed's monthly podcast to hear more inspiring stories from other badass women that are all around us. Remember, behind every woman is a tribe of other successful women who have their back. To you all, thank you.